Welcome to Daily Daf Different, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Michael Pitkowski, and today we'll be learning Masechet Rosh Hashanah 10 Daf Yud. Today's Daf continues a Baraita Atana Edic teaching that began on the previous page. This Baraita addresses the length of the time period before the beginning of the sabbatical year Shnata Shemitah, during which, if one performs certain agricultural activities, it is considered as if they have performed the activity during the sabbatical year itself. This topic is being discussed because in the first mission of our tractate, it says that, quote, The first day of Tishrei is the new year for the reckoning of years, for sabbatical years, and for jubilees, and for planting of trees and vegetables. This has practical implications today, since next year is the sabbatical year, Shnata Shemitah, and in Israel there are numerous preparations being done relating to that year. Now here is the Brayta. The same rule applies to one who plants a tree, plants a shoot, or grafts a branch onto a tree on the eve of the sabbatical year, 30 days before the new year. On the first of Tishrei, that which was planted is credited with a full year of growth, so that it is permitted to let it continue growing during the sabbatical year. If it was planted fewer than 30 days before the new year, on the first of Tishrei, it is not credited with a full year of growth, so that it is forbidden to let it continue growing during the sabbatical year. This Baraita is trying to clarify a question about deadlines. How soon before the sabbatical year can someone perform a certain action and it will be considered as if this action was performed in the previous year? You may be asking why this Baraita has to address this question at all. If the Mishnah designates the first of Tishrei as the day on which one begins counting for the sabbatical year, why should there be a question about what happened 1, 10, or 30 days before the first of Tishrei? The answer is to be found in a concept that was introduced on the previous page of Talmud, Mosifim Mechol Ala Kodesh. One adds from profane time to sacred time. Just to remind you, according to this concept, when you have a period of holy or consecrated time such as Yom Kippur or Shabbat, the period of holy time is expanded both before and after, so that it starts a little earlier and ends a little later. So according to this Baraita, the period of time that the sabbatical year is extended before the first of Tishrei is 30 days, meaning that any agricultural work done during this time period is considered as if it had been done during the sabbatical year. The Baraita continues with a discussion about Orla fruit. Orla is a biblical prohibition related to fruit grown during the first three years of a tree's life. During these first three years, the fruit is forbidden, while in the fourth year it is no longer orla, but rather netaravai or ravai, and it is then permitted. Since there are numerous calendrical and deadline-related issues when it comes to orla and ravai, it is only natural that it is discussed in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. So the Brayta continues, Even though the age of the tree is counted from the first of Tishrei, 
The produce of such a sapling is forbidden until the 15th of Shvat of the year in which the tree's produce became permitted for common use. When the tree is orla, that is, in the, its first three years of growth, it remains in the status of orla until the 15th of Shvat, Tubishvat, even though the tree will have completed its third year on the preceding first of Tishrei. And when the tree is in its fourth year of growth, it remains subject to the prohibitions of the fourth year until the 15th of Shvat. The Breitah contains a number of dates. The 15th of Shvat, Tubishvat, the first of Tishrei, three years, four years, and five years. All of these dates are important for determining the time period during which a fruit is considered orla and prohibited, and when it becomes netaravai and permitted. The Gemara is a bit puzzled by the last clause in the Breita. And when the tree is in its fourth year of growth, it remains subject to the prohibitions of the fourth year until the 15th of Shvat. If three years have already passed, meaning now that it's in its fourth year and it has already had three years of growth, why would a fruit still be prohibited? The answer is based upon a series of biblical verses with a grammatical peculiarity that opened the door to an expansive interpretation of the time period during which the laws of Orla applied. The verses under discussion are Leviticus chapter 19, verses 23 to 25. And here are those verses. V'chi tavo ela aret unetatem kol eitz ma'achal v'araltem orlato et pirio shaloshanim yelachem arelim lo yeachel. Uvashana harivit ye kol pirio kodesh hilulim ladonai. Uvashana hamishi tochlu et pirio lo sif lachem tevuato ani adonai lohechem. When you come into the land and plant all kinds of trees for food, then you shall regard their fruit as forbidden. Three years it shall be forbidden to you, it must not be eaten. And in the fourth year all their fruit shall be set apart for rejoicing in the Lord. And in the fifth year you may eat of their fruit, that their yield may be increased for you, I am the Lord your God. The Gemara continues with the following explanation of Rabbi Yanai in Eretz Yisrael in Amora. The verse suggests that there are times that produce grows in the tree's fourth year, meaning three years have already passed, Yet, it is still forbidden under the restrictions of Orla, which normally applies only for three years. And there are times that produce grows in the tree's fifth year, yet is still forbidden under the restrictions of the fourth year. How does Rabbi Yanai arrive at this interpretation? If it's been grown for three years, why in the fourth year is that then pro prohibited? And why, if something's grown for four years, are there still maybe some prohibitions that even hold over until the fifth year? His interpretation is based upon the use of the vav conjunctive in the above quoted verses. It says, and in the fourth year, and it then continues, and in the fifth year. Rabbi Yanai understands that the use of the and signifies a connection between the third, fourth, and fifth years. Therefore, he concludes that there are certain situations when the prohibitions of the third year apply during the fourth year, and sometimes when prohibitions from the fourth year may also apply during the fifth year. This is a good example of how rabbinic interpretation saw ambiguities or peculiarities in biblical Hebrew grammar that is found in the biblical verses, and, he, and saw them as opportunities for creative interpretation, interpretation, illustrating how Talmudic interpretation grew out of a dialogue with the biblical text and the richness of the language found in it. 
Thank you for listening to Daily Daf Differently. Lahit Raot, and see you at the next Daf. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.